My greatest fear is losing my wife. When I was single, I didn't have any fear. I'd just do anything, crazy, wild, and be out there. But ever since she came into my life, she's made me a better man, and she brings out the best of me. She's a shining light in this dark world. I always said, I don't need anybody. And then she came into my life, and I couldn't have been more wrong. She means everything to me. A lot of people say that they couldn't live without their significant other, but the truth is, we can. However, I can't imagine, and I don't want to imagine life without her. Very special occasion on the podcast to have my wife, my favorite guest, my favorite returning guest. You haven't been on the podcast in a long time. I have not. It's good to be back. Do I sound different when I'm talking on a podcast than I do when I'm talking to you? No. Okay, good. No. Proof right here. <laughs> what you hear from me on this podcast is the way I talk. This is true. Okay. We're going to answer some questions with Amber Smith. Amber Emily Smith on Instagram, more famous than I am. Uh, and every meet and greet I do, people are like, I came to see Amber. Is Amber here? And I usually say no. I know. And I didn't get to, I didn't get to hug a lot of people last week, mm -hmm. but I was there. We've been touring like crazy. In fact, when this podcast comes out, we will have just gotten back from Illinois, Ohio, and Michigan for the first time since the pandemic, getting back to those three states. Yeah. And I feel like going to those states is going to be like kicking over an ant pile where they're just ready. Yeah, they've been contained for too long. Yeah, I know. I know that, yeah, they're, they're just going to be insane. And then after that, we're off. It's just touring has been crazy. So yeah. you're going to be super busy through the fall. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, which is exciting and um, something that we missed and we need to get back out and do. And I was, I was going to tell you, and I'll tell you on this podcast, I want to set up a, daily FaceTime because we, we FaceTime a lot with the kids when I'm gone, but I want to set up a time. Okay. So it's like four fifteen. We FaceTime every day. That way we always know like, Oh, it's on the schedule. Yeah. We need to put it in the calendar because yeah. sometimes we'll call and we'll miss each other, mm -hmm. you know? So yeah, let's do that. Okay. Perfect. So we're answering questions. I'm going to take off my bracelets real okay. quick because I think they're making noise. We're, we're going to answer questions from you guys. If you have anything at all, email grangersmithpodcast at gmail.com. could be about any subject, and it could be for any of my guests. For you regular listeners, thank you. And you've heard many, many of the repeat guests come through here like Bernie and Chad and Amber's one of them, Christian's one yeah. of them, Parker's one of them, Tyler. And if you like one guest more than another, it helps me if you comment below. I like them all. You're I like my them favorite. All too. I you're like my them favorite. All. Who's your favorite you besides you? Can you even oh, say that? Because you feel really like hard. you're going to offend somebody. I really, no, I really love you and Bernie together. Yeah. Um, and I think it's just the history they all have and mm -hmm. the rapport that you guys have together. I really enjoy you and Chad mm -hmm. together. So I think, but then how do you, how do I say not my brother-in-law's? Like, mm -hmm. I just, I love all the guests, but I, I love the dynamic that Caleb. you, Caleb, Caleb's a great yeah, one too. Caleb's good. Yeah. I love the dynamic that you and, um, Bernie bring together. Am I the first female? Am I the only female? You're the had? first and only. Huh. Yeah. Maybe we should have some more females for you. Yeah. Maybe so. Maybe so. So email grangersmithpodcast at gmail.com. We're going to dive into that here. Almost erase one. No, don't erase it. Okay. So I'm going to start kind of easy. Okay. And then we'll get hard. And I have no idea what any of these say. No, by the way, none of my guests are ever prepared yeah. for these. 
we don't keep notes. This is like we're sitting around a campfire and there's a third person and you say, hey, I have a question, something that's been going on, could I ask you? And it could be about any subject. I usually start with a little softer ones. I've read these maybe once just to put them into a category, okay. but I haven't studied or anything else. This one's called Beard. It says, <laughs> okay. hey, Granger and Amber, my name is Kaylee. I think that's, it's K-A-L-E-Y. Kaylee. Kaylee. Um, I'm from Magnolia, Texas, and a member of the Fighting Texas Aggie class of 2017. It says, I love your music and your family as a Christian. I love y'all being so open with your faith and having discussions so regularly about Christianity. Digging the new album, uh, Bye Boy Baseball is my current favorite. Lincoln's too. Yeah. So Kaylee says, so my question is, has Granger ever had a beard? And have you ever tried to grow one? Amber, how would you feel about Granger with a beard? With all of your brothers so clean shaven, I feel like it's it might be really interesting. Maybe Photoshop one to get an idea. <laughs> Thanks for the time to read my question. Blessings and peace, Kaylee. Thanks, Kaylee. I don't think I've ever seen you with an actual beard beard. I mean, you used to do that no shave November, mm -hmm. and that would be the longest that it ever got. Mm -hmm. um, but it's still never been like a beard. I just so, can't. I can't yeah. grow a really thick beard. And now when I grow anything, there's like patches of gray in there. Yeah. So I like the gray. Then it just looks like more patches. So Tyler has the least facial hair. He has the most Native American in him. Mm -hmm. At least that's what my grandmother would tell us is if you have the more patches you have, the more Native American blood you have. And she's, she's a quarter too. Cherokee. Comment below if that's a, if that's a myth. Yeah. I think it is. You just look at Native American yeah. heritage and culture and their genetics. They don't have beards. They don't. Yeah. And so some of the Scandinavian genetics have heavy beards. And so it's whatever whatever gene pool you get. Yeah. You know? And Americans know. were all of such a mix. Yeah. I don't think it would bother me if you had a beard. Mm -hmm. I just I don't think I can envision you with a beard. Um, there's that in-between little stubble that hurts. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like it's either super short or it's a little bit longer, but that in-between stubble is what hurts, and it bothers the kids. Like, he's always loving on them and, like, kissing on their cheeks and stuff, and it always leaves little red marks yeah. on their face. But, no, he's yeah. never had a beard. Okay. Pastor Chad just texted me. He must know that I'm sitting here talking he's on the podcast. He's probably getting jealous. Thank you, Kaylee. Thanks for the question. I'm going to dig into another softball for you. How many podcasts, Amber, have you done besides me? Oh, gosh. That's not a question. I'm asking you that question. Maybe 10. How many podcasts have you done where you have to talk about your river story? All of them. <laughs> Except this Every one. single one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think maybe 10 to 10 or 11, I think I've done yeah. with other people. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to try to turn your Arise with Amber on YouTube. Mm -hmm. We're going to turn that into a podcast. I'm at episode like 62 or something. Wow. That's crazy. That is crazy. Yeah. Here's another one. It says, uh, subject line is kids chores. Mm. At what age did your kids start doing chores, and what was it? I grew up and still live on a dairy farm in central Iowa, so chores started at a young age. For me, chores started at age four, hatching chicks. And shortly after that, it was bottle-feeding calves, and that led to milking cows. This is from uh, Love Dairy Cows. Oh, okay. I know Love Dairy Cows. Yeah. Uh, so, our kids do chores, but we don't have – it's not as – regimented as we need it to be. We were mm -hmm. just talking about that today. We mm -hmm. actually, London and I just made their chore list again today because we kind of get sidetracked. Um, they do chores they every do day. They do chores, yes. But the problem is, as you know, it, those of you that are parents, it becomes a chore for the parent to come up with a chore list yeah. because they're not really helping out the homestead. Yeah. They can a little bit. 
but they're not really really contributing to the survival of the homestead. They're just doing meaningless things because we know that they need to have chores and they, ne- yeah. they need to be busy. Yeah, so, so far we have, well, we're living in the RV in the barn, so we have a lot of condensation that, that drips from the RV. So Lincoln, one of Lincoln's chores is dumping the buckets mm-hmm. of condensation that fill up. Uh, they have Which to, is five-gallon buckets yeah, for a seven-year-old. Those are heavy. We have them feed all the animals. That's the cat, all dogs, chickens, goats. Chicken, all the animals chicken water, goat chicken water, water, goat water, dog water, and cat water. They do laundry. Um most of the time, I'll fold it, and then they have to go put it all away. If mm-hmm. we need them to add an extra chore, then they have to actually do the laundry, too. Fold it all themselves. Put it all the way themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, Lincoln likes to clean the toilet, which is weird. But he, we get those little scrubbers that turn blue, so it, he enjoys that. So I'm like, okay. Um, I... We used to have him take out the trash in the RV. We've kind of slacked on that, but we wrote that down again today. We'll get into that when we move into the house. We'll get into taking out the trash. Yeah. They help me in the garden. Mm-hmm. They um, vacuum the RV. They do a lot of things. And and so when they were in school, we had a 30-minute th- deal. Yeah. So it has to be a solid 30 minutes of work. Before screen time. Some of you might hear that and be like, that's not really long. But for a kid, solid working. There's no breaks. Mm-hmm. There's no taking a rest there's no i gotta, I gotta go get a drink of water yeah. it's like we'll start the clock and you have to work hard for 30 minutes straight mm-hmm. and that's on top of the normal all the stuff you said mm-hmm. dump in the buckets that's on top of all that mm-hmm. but the 30 minute chore is on top of all the house chores it's something we think of that day and yeah, that's like a, what you're talking about that's harder to think of. Yeah. Like it was during the whole ice storm and stuff, we had them stacking firewood mm-hmm. every like day. Stacking firewood was every day for, you know, because we had so much firewood. Um, or pulling brush piles. Pulling brush piles, um, trimming, think, trimming trees. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's yeah. a long way to answer that it's a work in progress, but our kids do chores every single day. At what age did they start? This email ask. Um, to, Maybe five, 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 five years old. And then as they get older, the chores will get um, heavier and longer. And they yeah. can both drive the Ranger now. Um, and that's on top of little things like making their bed and cleaning their, cleaning yeah, up yeah, their yeah. area and that's, stuff like that. that. Yeah, that's so. stuff like that. Brush your teeth. That just has, yeah. that has to happen anyway. Yeah. Now, Amber, I'm going to throw it to you. Okay. I'm going to throw you some of these subject lines. We have, what should I do? We have dating as an adult. We have personal problem. Please read me. We have, we have, hey, I need some advice. We have, write a book, question mark. Podcast question, my greatest fear, a question for Amber. Mm. Any of those stick out to you? Oh, I got to do that one. But the one that stood out to me just a second ago was, no, I can't remember. Go down. A uh, personal problem. Personal problem, exclamation point. Yeah. It says, hey, Mr. Smith, my name is Ethan Vargo. I'm 15 years old. I live in Nineveh, Indiana. I love your music. I love listening to your podcast. I have listened to every single one multiple times. Wow. I don't watch YouTube, so unfortunately I can't watch your channels, but I bet they are great. Thanks, buddy. I turn up your music on the radio when I'm working, and all of my guy friends love it too. My question is about my personal life. I've been looking for the right girl for me for years now. At first, I liked being single because it gave me a little more freedom, but it's become unbearably lonely. The thing is, I don't want to end up settling down with someone that I don't really love, and I can't seem to find someone. I've done my best to stay optimistic about the future, but now I'm doubting if there's someone out there at all, let alone actually meant for me. 
How could I remain faithful? How could I stay hopeful? And how can I maximize my chances of finding someone I really love? I hear all the time about people finding their wife, their true love at a really young age. And it's hard for me to stay optimistic about my future with all of that happening around me. I know it's a hard question to answer, but you always know what to say and you have great wisdom and knowledge about life. I feel like this question is super important to me to be answered, especially by you. I also want to be clear that I'm not saying my life is bad. And I know that compared to some, this is very minuscule. I would be honored if you helped me with this. Thank you so much for your time. Yee yee, Ethan. It's hard to believe a 15-year-old right? writing that. It's hard. Yes. I was reading that thinking, wow, this is I'm very in-depth for a 15-year-old. Yeah. Thinking that somebody in their like early 30s, late late 20s, early 30s, who's really searching. So I'm gonna, Ethan, I'm you want to take it? Yeah, I'm going to say, I'm going to, I'm going to, I, I, you're going to be nice to him, aren't you? I mean, I'm not going to be rude, but okay. I'll be honest. Okay. Well, I'm going to start at the end and just kind of sum up that he said, he said, from to me, he said, I know this is a hard question to answer, but you always know what to say and you have great wisdom and knowledge about life. Thank you. In some subjects, maybe. Um, but he said, I would be honored if you helped me. So I'm going to take that. I'm going to take that, that you, that you set me up for this. And I'm just going to say, Ethan, chill out, yeah. chill out, dude. Yeah. Bro, you're 15. That's, that is really old for a kid. It's really young for an adult, yeah. right? You're, you're just in that in-between age. You're really, really old, mature, very smart kid and a very young, immature adult. You're right in between. And because of that, buddy, you say there's people around you finding their true love very young. I don't know them. I don't know anybody no. that met their true love when they were 15. No. I know, I know one guy I went to college with him and he's now divorced. <laughs> Yes, and I know a couple of people who might have they might have met who they're now married to at a yep. super young age, but they went through heck and back, yeah. and they're still going through ups and downs. So, while you mm. could possibly find your true love at fifteen, you guys are going to change and grow so much over the next yeah. five, ten, fifteen years that you're going to have to go through a lot of battles together. And you don't, I mean, I know you probably feel like you know who you are right now but you're still developing into, into who you're meant to be and you're going to change so much. And I get the feeling of feeling lonely or wanting like a companionship or wanting just to go to the movies with somebody or something like that. But I don't feel like you should be searching for your one true love right now. There's so much mm -hmm. that you need to do for you as a 15 year old. Yeah. You say, you say that you're unbearably lonely and you say you've been looking for the right girl for years but you're 15. I can't imagine if you're 12 doing this. Yeah. Um, Maybe you're just a true romantic I, at heart, and I love that. Yeah, but. That's, and I'm trying not to be rude. Yeah. I'm trying to, Ethan, here's the deal. I'm speaking to you like I would speak to me yeah. at 15. Or our, and son, I remember, or our children. Yeah, or my children. And, you know, I remember being 15, and, and it's kind of like you have horse blinders on, and you can't look right or left. You only see right there what's in front of you, and everything seems in your words, unbearably lonely. And so you're asking to maximize your chances or find, if you were 40, this would be, this would be a legit email, Yeah. but you, you need to double down on your guy friends, double down on maybe playing a sport mm -hmm. or some kind of really in-depth hobby. Um, did he say anything about hobbies mm -mm. besides working and turning up the radio? Um, 
yeah, I, I think I think you're missing something. I think there's something in your life that you don't have right now, and you're taking it out on the idea that you're just missing your love of your life. Mm-hmm. The odds of you finding the love of your life now are like point zero 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 one percent. Yeah. You're not gonna find her. You're not gonna find her at 15, and if you do, it's it's a rocky road ahead. Yeah. Like, imagine you find the love of your life now, and imagine where you're gonna be in seven years, and you're you're 22, and you're with the same girl, and you guys have been through this journey, and then you're still just 22. I, I just. I don't see the good in this. Yeah. I don't see the good in this desire. And I, I see that you are, are missing something else. Yeah. Like you said, double down on your friends. I mean, yeah. I, I think it's a, it's a feeling of wanting friendship and companionship and someone to do things with or experience certain things of life with. So I think that may be yeah. where, where we should focus. Yeah. Don't, yeah. don't look for a girlfriend. You will find, God will put someone in your life. You will find who you are meant to be with. It doesn't have to be at 15 years old. So give yourself some time and just like, like Granger said, just chill out a little bit, out, pump dude. the brakes a little bit. And we're totally not trying to be rude mm-hmm. by any means, but you have so much life ahead of you. Thank so you, Ethan. Much. And thank yeah. you for writing. That's been in my queue list for a long time, that email. And, um, Chad and Bernie and those guys didn't pick it. So I'm glad we got it today because I've been wanting to read that. I've been wanting to tell you that, Ethan, ever since you sent it. So um, anyone else that's around that age, I get a lot of those kind of emails, that same age, thinking the same thing. So anyone else, please apply that to you. You just don't need to find the love of your life. And there's more bad that can come out of it right now than good. Yeah. How about the one that says write a book? It says, have you and your wife ever thought about writing a book together about your life, your take on it, the kids, struggles you've dealt with and are dealing with since the loss of your son, God, etc.? It'd be a really inspiring story, and I believe it would touch a lot of hearts and people. Uh, I would definitely read it because I love hearing people's stories, the raw, unfiltered, just honest and genuine life stories. I haven't dug too far into your podcast yet, just starting to listen to them as I drive to school. Maybe you've already been asked this. I don't know. But hopefully you'll eventually write one. Thank you. Um, it doesn't have a name on here, so I won't, I won't read the name of the email. But thank you so much for writing. Thank you for the question. Mm-hmm. It's definitely a thought we've thought about. Um, yeah, we get asked this quite a bit. Yeah. I don't know if, if I've ever answered it specifically on, the, on this podcast. Um, I've definitely thought about writing a book mm-hmm. and have dabbled in starting it. Mm-hmm. And then, then I start thinking of other things and write other things. Um, but it's definitely in my future. What about you? Absolutely. I, I, I love the idea of writing our stories, both coming from our own, our own perspective. So I've read a couple of books where the wife will have one chapter, then the husband is in the next chapter. And it's just really cool to see their different perspectives and their different moments in time and read it um, from their eyes, I guess. So I think that would be something cool. But I, don't, I just don't know how we would mesh that together with our whole lives or if it would just be our marriage and what we've gone through um, and our faith. Um, we've even talked about like doing a devotional before, like yeah. you and I doing a devotional or something. But And that just reminded me for some reason, Ethan, if you're still listening, if you didn't get mad and delete the podcast yet, I met Amber at 30 yeah. and you were 28. 28. So I was double your age. Yeah. And, and we both went through a lot of stuff before that. Mm-hmm. So just be patient. Then yeah. it relationship wise before Amber, none of it was good. <laughs> so, yeah. um, well, you want to talk about your book now though? 
I can. Yeah, yeah. do it. I yeah. don't think you've you've ever brought I that ha- up. Yeah, I haven't haven't released this info yet, so this is kind of good intel. I, after we lost Riv, I had a really good friend of mine who I met years and years ago at a mom's club here in Texas. She um, is a writer, and she wrote this really beautiful poem about Riv and about heaven. And I just read it, and I just had all these visions of pictures um, coming to life, and so. She and I joined forces. We kind of tweaked some things, and we turned this poem into a children's book. And so we've we got this amazing, incredible um, artist, and she's she's done all these all the spreads. It's almost completely done. I'm in the phase of needing to purchase it now. Um, I haven't even released the title. Should okay. I release, release the title? Or no, we could say that no? for okay. your channel. <laughs> it's 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 based on something that River said one time, uh, but it's it's for children. It's beautiful. Um, and I'm excited to release that this year. We're almost completely ready. So cool. it's, it's just a poem turned into a book. So yeah. that, well, that fully answers this question then. Yeah. Um, is there another one that's, we have time for one more before break. Yes. You we said... have, we have, well, here's miscarriage and family, Okay. mental health, a question for Amber. I like the question for Amber and then maybe miscarriage and family. Let's do a question for Amber right now. Okay. Before the break, we'll take a break and do some more. It says, hello, y'all. I'm Brad, Big J Johnson from Leander, Texas. Shout out to Leander right down the road from us. My question is for Amber. Is there any way to get the River Kelly Fund on Amazon Smile? Mm. I get the Texas Firewalkers now, but I would change if I could do the River Kelly Fund. P.S. to Granger. I met you at the Dixie Chicken. I can't remember what year, but I was with my dad and other firefighters. My dad teaches at uh, the Tex Fire School, T-E-E-X Fire School. So we get a lot of questions about this. People people want to give to the River Fund through um, Amazon Smile, through the Facebook, like you can do um, fundraisers through Facebook. And we are, the River Kelly Fund is housed under another 501c3 organization out of Nashville. So it's really hard to find the River Kelly Fund um, set up that way. So it's it's housed under the community foundation of middle tennessee so you might be able to search that on amazon smile you have to search that and then you would have to put in river kelly fund is where the funds would go so i don't really know if that would be set if we could do that through amazon at this time i can look into it Uh, but you can do that through facebook through the facebook donations if you search community foundation of middle tennessee and then just make sure whenever you write it in the summary that it's for the river kelly fund yeah yeah and brad thank you for your service um, if I can't, I can't remember if you are a firefighter or your dad is, or your buddies are, but, but, um, or you just donate to them, but regardless, I think you are. So thank you for your service. Yeah. We have, because that was so quick, we have time for one more. Okay. Now. Do you want to try Mitch Carriage and family? How much time we got? Time. Okay. 10 minutes. Okay. Hey Granger, my name is Alyssa. I'm from Minnesota. Thank you for all you do. I'm a fan of yours since they were there. Video came out. I've been binge listening to your podcast for a couple months now, and it's helped me through a miscarriage. My husband and I um, have a three-year-old son, and this would have been... Oh, let me let me read that again. My husband and I had an almost three-year-old son. This would have been our second child. Your podcast, particularly a couple episodes with Amber, your life experience and your faith in God have helped me through and shaped my perspective on the situation. My question is... How do you make sure my husband, how do I make sure my husband is okay during this emotional time? How do I check in with him about the miscarriage without nagging him? And do we try again? I'm scared to death of this emotional pain 
and I don't know if I could handle another pregnancy ending this way. Thank you for taking my question. I wish you and Amber the best. Alyssa. Thank you, Alyssa. And first, let me just say I'm sorry uh, that you guys had to go through that. I know we know firsthand what that feels like. Um, I feel like you could probably answer better about how to how the man would, how you handled it or how how she could help her husband through that. Yeah, um, it's interesting because we, you know, we lost River, our son, and then we had a miscarriage, and we don't talk about the miscarriage mm-hmm. too often. And um, so we can't, we can't overlook that pain. And and a lot of people experience this. How, what's the odds? Well, what I think it's one in three. One in three. But I think because we went through such a tragedy before, mm-hmm. and we grew so much in our faith before, we were much more prepared for another loss. Mm -hmm. And so we just looked at it differently. But a lot of times this is, this is people's first, first time going through this. So it's much heavier and not saying that ours was light at all. We just had a very different perspective after Mm -hmm. losing Riv, healing, um, our faith. So we just have it. We just had a different outlook on it. I think Yeah. of God's sovereignty and his will and, and you're right. And Alyssa mentions here, your faith in God. Well, through that faith, I have learned personally that Alyssa, I wouldn't, I wouldn't call this baby, um, hang on a second. That was, I'm, I'm just now figuring out this story. My husband had an almost three year old son and this would have been, okay. So the miscarriage would have been the second child. Okay. Good, 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 good. Um, I didn't. I was more worried about you mm-hmm. through the miscarriage. I, so I don't, I don't know, Alyssa, about your husband. I don't know exactly how to speak to him through this because you. Let me go back to the faith in God. Amber and I, Amber and I, just we both totally believe in the sovereignty of God. Yeah. And that everything that happens, everything. I mean, we even talked about. I we talked about the roly polies in our barn. Mm-hmm. There's hundreds of roly polies and they're all crawling around, and the sovereignty of God controls the roly polies. Mm-hmm. Something even as, it, as minute as that. This, it's like the old song. He's got the whole wide world in his hands. Mm-hmm. The whole wide world in his hands. It's it's he just does. Um, there's a pastor that we listen to that talks about the fizz and a diet coke, and mm-hmm. every bubble pops and rises to the top according to the sovereignty of God. Mm-hmm. So of course that includes miscarriages. Yeah. And Amber and I are just such faithful believers in the sovereignty of God that when the miscarriage happened, now we haven't always been like this, but, no. but recently through, through a lot of prayer and a lot of growth and a lot of study, when the miscarriage happened, we just, we praised God. We did. We just said, thank you, God, because you're in control. Yeah. And this baby was not supposed to be born. Mm-hmm. We don't know why. Mm-hmm. Um, he does. Yeah. It, it, maybe it was something wrong with the baby, or maybe we weren't ready. Mm-hmm. He, he knew that. Or maybe it was so that we could speak into this podcast and talk to Alyssa. Yeah. I don't know the reason. I'm not even going to guess. But I do know that he was in control of it. Yeah. And I, do, I know that he was in control of yours. And that's such peace, mm-hmm. thinking that. It's so, it's so, that there's such a peace of mind just going, I'm not in control. 
Yeah, it was nothing. It's not a what if. What if nothing or that would've. you did or could have done, or mm-hmm. and that that also gave us so much peace. Is that it wasn't my fault. It's not your fault. There's there's things in li- in life this side of heaven we will not ever understand, and that doesn't take away the pain. I know it hurts. It's it's difficult. It's hard. It's devastating. But um, towards the end, you say that you're scared. Mm-hmm. So to, now we need to speak to her. Yeah, you say that you're scared to try again. Um, if I can encourage you in any way, don't, don't live in fear of trying again. Um, and, and put it in your head that it may happen again. You know, we tried again and, and we just said, you know, if it's not in God's plan, if it's not in God's will, we will accept that. Um, but don't be afraid to try again. Yes. She says, I'm scared to death of this emotional pain. I don't know if I could handle another pregnancy ending this way. Yeah. Also, I've also read though that you're much more fertile after a miscarriage. So there's that too to to try to try again. And and I I pray and and, and pray you know pray pray f- pray to God, but not just for that baby. Pray for peace. Pray for comfort. Pray for strength. And pray for God's will yeah. to help you through anything that does happen. Um, as far as your husband, I know you said. How do I, don't, I make I don't, sure he's okay? Yeah, I don't know how he's grieving. So maybe he's maybe he's taking it a lot harder than you imagined or or something. But just short short of just open lines of communication, right? Just asking know, him. Just asking him. And guys are babe, how are you doing? How are you doing? Yeah. How are you doing? And he might be like, fine, I'm fine. Yeah. That opens up the conversation to do you want to try again? Yeah. And if it was me, and this was me and you talking, mm-hmm. I would want to know: Are you ready to try again? Because right. I'm ready. Yeah. You know, so maybe he is, but yeah, Alyssa, don't, the time is now. Mm-hmm. The time to make that next baby is now. Um, and if you have another miscarriage, which you might, then that wasn't in your control either. And mm-hmm. that wasn't in your cards, mm-hmm. but you don't want to miss the dance yeah, as Garth Brooks yeah. would say. You'll live your whole life wondering, you know, what if, what could have, what could have been. Our so, lives are better left to chance. Yeah. Could have missed the pain. But yeah. I'd have to miss the dance. The time is now. The time is now to try it. The the positive you can get out of it is a baby. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. The negative you can get is is painful. Yeah. It's very you don't want to ever discount the pain of a miscarriage. It's very painful. But the odds of of getting a baby though are so much greater. Mm-hmm. There's so much greater. Yeah. It's worth that risk. Yeah. It's worth the pain for a chance of missing the dance. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, we're going to take a break. Be right back. Okay. Podcast today is brought to you guys by Athletic Greens. This is a company that is something that I have tested and tested and tested and tested and can sit here on this podcast and look you in the eye, or at least the microphone, and tell you, that I am a fan of this. I am a customer before I'm an advocate. So I I go to Athletic Greens and I buy it myself off of their website because it's so good. With so many stressors in today's life, to maintain an effective nutritional habit and give our bodies the best nutrients that it needs to thrive is tough. Busy schedules, poor sleep, exercise, stress, or simply not eating enough of the right foods is a bad thing. This is where Athletic Greens can help. Their daily all-in-one superfood powder is your nutritional essential. 
It is by far the easiest and most delicious nutritional habit that you could add to your health routine today and empower you to take ownership of your health. One tasty scoop of Athletic, of athletic Greens contains 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food sourced ingredients, including a multivitamin, multimineral, probiotic, green superfood blend, and more that all work together to fill nutritional gaps in your diet, increase energy and focus, aid with digestion, supports a healthy immune system, all without the need to take multiple products. And I, like I told you, go on their website personally myself and buy this because I've had every kind of product that's like Athletic Greens. I've bought almost all of them. Athletic Greens taste the best. It makes me feel the best. It comes in the coolest packaging. And none of that even matters that I read it on this podcast. I found it through this podcast and through reading it. They sent me a a sample to try. And after I ran out of the sample, I was like, I got to I got to sign up for more of this. So I actually signed up for the subscription. And uh it's it's really good. Here's what you guys could do. Athletic Greens is doubling down on supporting your immune system during the spring and summer months. They're offering my audience a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase when you visit my link today. You'll basically never have to need have to buy vitamin D again, and I could vouch for this cuz I I did this same package. So whether you're looking for peak performance or better health, Covering your bases with Athletic Greens makes investing in your energy, immunity, and gut health every single day tasty and efficient. If you're like me, I just put it in with protein powder and a banana and apple and make a little smoothie out of it. Simply visit athleticgreens.com slash Granger and join health experts, athletes, health-conscious go-getters around the world and me to help make a commitment to your health every single day. Again, visit athleticgreens.com slash Granger and get your free year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs. Also sponsoring this podcast today is a company called Away. They make really awesome travel suitcases. They sent me one. I started traveling with it. We've been touring like crazy. So I have given it the true test. I could sit here on this podcast and tell you exactly my thoughts. I travel a lot. I throw suitcases in the bus. I throw it on airplanes. I throw it in the the luggage compartment in uh, in planes and drag it through all kinds of airports and gravel and, and roads. So I've put this this suitcase to the test and I absolutely love it. It's super lightweight and it has the the exact like these zippers go all the way around it and on the top the, the zippers, the top of the zippers actually fit, they hook into a lock, and then the lock has a little coded dial. So then you come up with your code, and, it, and then it's locked through the zippers, which I've never seen anything like that before. It's a really, it's a really, really cool design. And um, I'm way off the script here because I could just go on and on about this suitcase. Mine even has a little charging battery that slides in by the handle of the suitcase. It slides in there and you could pop it out and recharge it, but then it serves as like a battery pack. So when your phone is out of battery and you're, you're traveling or you're in an Uber or, or an airport, like I always am. And you're like, my phone's on about to die. There's your, there's your charging station. So it works out great. All of the way suitcases are designed to last a lifetime with durable exteriors that can withstand the toughest of baggage handlers like me. Every suitcase comes with an interior organization system that includes a built-in compression pad to help you pack in more and a hidden removable laundry bag that separates your dirty clothes. Four 360-degree spinner wheels guaranteed smoothest roll. 
even through the most hectic airports and stations and available in different materials like polycarbonite, aluminum, durable nylon, and variety of colors and sizes. TSA approved on all of that stuff. Away products are designed to last a lifetime. So if your suitcase ever breaks, Away's standout customer service will arrange to have it fixed or replaced. It's really awesome. There's a 100-day trial on everything Away makes, and you can take the product out on the road, live with it, travel with it, and even get lost with it for about 100 days. And if you decide it's not for you, then you could return any non-personalized item for a full refund during that period. No ifs, ands, or asterisks. Away offers free shipping and returns on any orders within the U.S., U.K., Europe, and Canada. Start your 100-day trial and shop the entire Away lineup of travel essentials, including their best-selling suitcases at awaytravel.com slash Granger. That's awaytravel.com slash Granger. A-W-A-Y travel.com slash Granger. You won't regret any of this. So we're going to announce this week the fall tour. So excited about that. Busy, um, busy. We have all the, the dates are pretty much locked down and we're getting all the pre-sale ticket codes ready. And we're going to be announcing those cities this week. So kind of be watching my socials um, and we'll, we'll, we'll announce that. And hopefully we're coming to your town and you can come and see us and then you can get a meet and greet. I get these people that come now for meet and greets and you can get a meet and greet to every show I play on right on my website under the tour date. And I love when people come up and they're like, I've listened to your podcast. Yeah. It's so, it's like a different level. The people that say, I love Backroad Song or I love Earl Dibbles Jr. That's, that's great. Mm -hmm. But the people that say, I love your podcast, I look them in the eye and it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. We understand each other. Like we've been, if you listen to this podcast, we've been down some journeys. Mm -hmm. Like we've been down some valleys with me and Chad and Bernie and Caleb and Parker and you, I mean. We have, we have been on a journey, so we understand each other at a deeper level when you say you're a podcast listener at a meet and greet. You want to get into another question? I do. We have a what should I do? We have okay. dating as an adult. Please read me. Granger, I need some advice. Podcast question. My greatest fear. Mental health. Question for the podcast and question on the River Kelly Fund. Let's do my greatest fear. My greatest fear says, hey, Granger, my greatest fear is losing my wife. When I was single, I didn't have any fear. I'd just do anything, crazy, wild, and be out there. But ever since she came into my life, she's made me a better man, and she brings out the best of me. She's a shining light in this dark world. I always said, I don't need anybody. And then she came into my life, and I couldn't have been more wrong. She means everything to me. A lot of people say that they couldn't live without their significant other, but the truth is we can. However, I can't imagine, and I don't want to imagine life without her. Thank you, Brandon from Decatur, Alabama. Brandon is 34. Brandon. 34 years old, Decatur, Alabama. Shout out to Alabama. Roll Tide or War Eagle, whatever you prefer. Where do you want to start with the with well, Mr. I, B? I can totally understand a fear of losing someone you love. I mean, I think we all as humans have that fear. We all don't want to lose somebody that we love. But let me just tell you, and I hate to be blunt, but whatever is going to happen in this life is already written. 
It's already in the cards and we don't know what that's going to be. We don't know when any of us are going to go home. And I can just tell you going through our loss, I didn't want to lose my precious son. I didn't have any control over that. And I can tell you that even if something, I pray it doesn't, but if that does happen, you will be okay. You can make it through any of that stuff. Don't live your life worrying every day about something happening to your wife. You know, I, I, I feel like I kind of did that with my kids and, you know, you worry, you, you're running behind them every, you know, you're two seconds behind them. And I still didn't have any control over my son going home. So please, I just, if I can encourage you, don't live your life in fear. And then the, another thing that I felt whenever you were reading that is, you know, the Bible speaks of idols and I was really convicted of this with river and we can make people our idols. Yep. You can make your husband or your wife an idol and place them above above the Lord. And I felt after our loss with Riv that I was kind of making River an idol of mine. And the Lord convicted me about that. Like, you need to be seeking me above all else. Seek me above your wife. Seek me above your children. And that will give you peace and rest through any sort of fear. And if you're, I hope you're not living in like debilitating fear of something happening to her every day. But... Seek the Lord and pray, but then you just have to, you just have to live. It's like Granger said in the last question, you don't want to miss the dance. Enjoy, enjoy the moment, enjoy the moments in front of you right now. Be present in every moment because all you have is today. So stop worrying about tomorrow because tomorrow has enough worry for itself. I don't know yeah. if I missed anything. <laughs> Sufficient for the day. Yeah. So this question is, it, these are kind of like really threading each other between this one and and Ethan mm-hmm. trying to find somebody at 15, mm-hmm. and Alyssa after miscarriage wondering if she should have a try for another baby or have that kind of hurt. Mm-hmm. And then we got Brandon who's just desperately worried he's going to lose the love of his life. So you could thread these three questions so similar and just say, guys, for all three of you, we only have today. Yeah. Because Brandon, right now, you have her. Mm-hmm. Today, yeah. you have her. So love her like you only have her for today. Yeah. What kind of life would that look like if you have her for 50 more years? Mm-hmm. You're 34. Imagine going all the way to 85 years old and loving her every day like it's the last. Not in a fear, yeah. but in I'm going to make the most of her, this. In gratefulness. This gratefulness, this thankfulness, knowing that I could. You could, dude. You could lose her. Yeah. You could lose her tomorrow to a car accident on her way home from work. I know people that this has happened to. And you do too. Obviously, that's why you're writing it. We're humans. Yeah. But you probably won't. The odds are you won't. Yeah. A lot of times we worry about (laughs) 90% of the stuff we worry about never happens. Yeah. And and I would love her like there is no tomorrow. You Mm -hmm. only have today. And then to double up on Amber said, I would seek the Lord. I would dive into the Bible. People go, what do you mean? What do you mean? I'm talking about for me in the mornings before everyone gets up. It's just me and the Bible. If you haven't done that before, I open up to like John, Mm -hmm. John chapter one. And I just go, God, I'm going to, I'm going to soak in your word here. I'm going to, I'm going to open up your inspired word. I'm going to fall in love with this. And this is the truth that I need to hear this morning. Let me see that truth. Let me be hungry for this truth. And you read it, and then the kids get up, and your wife gets up, and then you, then you go about your day, but you, you've built this foundation of truth where, where God says, I've made a promise to you that you might not see 
perfect days the rest of your life. But you will have peace in believing that promise that one day everything will be fulfilled. Mm-hmm. And that's what the Bible says. It's not my words. That's what the text says. And this kind of th- that thought will free you of this desperate fear of losing your wife. Instead, you just go, like we've said three times on this podcast, you just go, God, the days are up to you. you got the whole wide world in your hands. Mm-hmm. Not in my hands. Yeah. Not in her hands. Not in the drunk driver's hands that's coming head on into her. Yeah. Not in the hurricane's hands. It's in your hands. You control all of that. And then, then you can breathe. Yeah. And pray and pray for him to take that fear away from you. A lot of times that's the enemy just creeping yeah. into your mind. And, you know, we talked a lot. We talk a lot about renewing your mind every day. Pray for the Lord. Lord, I'm I'm nervous about this. Take this fear away from me. Give me your peace. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Brandon. Thanks, Real Brandon. Tide, War Eagle. Sorry, I don't know. The, I don't know which one you are. Back to the drawing board here. Okay. We have what should I do? We have dating as an adult. Read me, please. I need some advice. Podcast question, mental health. Question for the podcast and a question for River Kelly Fund. Okay. You keep, your inflection keeps changing on read me, please. Mm. So let's do that one. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why. It's actually in all lowercase. Okay. It says, hey, Granger, I've always known who you are, but I've recently watched all of your podcasts and videos and listen to all your songs all the time. My favorite is Bye Boy Baseball. That's that's it's a good shout out for the, that song today. Yeah. I drive, so a lot of the time I have to put on a video and just listen for hours. I'm 23 years old. Everything's going great for me. My fiance, fiance and I are about to get married in April. We bought a house last year. I just bought a brand new Silverado. It sounds like everything is going great. And it is. But I just have a little bit of a drinking problem. Every day when I get off, I start drinking, and on the weekends, I really like to pound them. I'm scared because I want to be a good, good example to my kids. We don't have any yet. And not a disappointment to my future wife. My parents are real alcoholics, and we don't speak at all because they were pretty terrible parents. So what do you think I, so you would think I would have learned? I've never asked for help with anything, but you're a real inspiring guy, and your music really speaks to me, and you seem to be so down to earth. By the way, when the virus is over, you should come to South Georgia or Tallahassee. Please keep me anonymous. So I won't give out his name, um, but he is from Georgia. And shout out to Georgia. We were just we just moved one state over from Alabama. Um, this email came in February, so that's why he mentioned the virus. So they're already married. The, in April. April. Yeah. Okay. So they are married. So we're kind of speaking into an existing deal here. Okay. Maybe um, he's made changes so far. We well, don't know. Here's the thing. Um, buddy, I can't say your name. Here's the thing. And I see this sometimes on these podcast questions. And I th- appreciate you guys being so open. You sound like such an awesome dude. Mm-hmm. You sound like a guy I would, I would love to hang out with. Um, but when I see these kind of questions come in the podcast and they answer themselves. They answer, yeah. I don't even have to see everyone listening and me. I don't have to answer this because you already said, here's the deal. Everything's great. You don't want to lose anything. Like, here we go threading this podcast with these other questions again. Here you are, a guy that has everything going. Like, you got the wife. You don't want to lose her. Okay? Just like the last question. So, everything is going good, but you have a drinking problem. Why is that bad? Because your parents are alcoholics and you don't speak to them and they're terrible parents. 
Sounds like you shouldn't drink, bro. Well, and and don't they always say the first step is admitting that you have a problem? Mm -hmm. I mean, you you directly admitted I have a drinking problem. For a lot of people, yeah. they deny it, they hide it, they don't admit it. And I know you want to remain anonymous, but you're admitting it at least to yourself and to us. Mm -hmm. And you you already know in your mind what needs to happen. I think you're just you don't know how to do it. Yeah. Um. So many times, so you say, whenever I get off work, I start drinking. On the weekends, I really pound them. Um, man. You can't, you, you sound like a guy that can't have any. Right. You have to just cold turkey. You got a cold turkey. Yeah. You're not even a cold beer with your buddies. One beer and that's it. You're not that guy. Yeah. You're a zero. And that is not a bad thing. That's just your personality. Some people could have a few. And if you're my brother, Tyler, you can't stop. <laughs> so certain people are like that. Um, so here's my deal. You have to replace this. You have a habit of getting off work and drinking and a habit on the weekend. You have to replace that with something else. Mm -hmm. So I, I don't know. I would say let's introduce Coke Zero. <laughs> but you're gonna get, you need to go you need to go through your whole routine of you probably let me imagine you're going home from work and you stop at the, gas, stop station at the gas station yeah. and you get a six pack. So go grab some of that rain energy drink that I've been drinking lately. Instead, so you're still going in, you're still stopping at the same gas station and the same guys working the counter, you're going to the same fridges, but instead of going for the Bud Light, you're going over there and you're getting a pack of energy drinks. And so your mind, you're like tricking your mind in fulfilling this, this habit, but you're breaking the loop of the actual alcohol. Mm -hmm. Well, and we, and we, don't, we don't know to what extent your alcohol what it's doing to you and your girl, your fiance or your wife at this time. I don't know if you have any anger issues or anything like that. You never said anything about that. I don't even know what you consider pounding them. I don't know if, if for you that's four or if for you that's a case. I do because I know you, you nation. And I've, I've, I have dealt with dudes like this most of my life and they're in my band and they're around me and they're friends. So and they're fans. Mm -hmm. So I know this. I know who you are. And I know you're a great guy. I know you got a great heart. And you're, you're, you're sensitive enough to write this long email, thoughtful email at 23 years old. And so I think you also go public to your buddies. I was going to say public to your buddies. And if your wife doesn't know, you need someone to hold you accountable. Yep. I was going to say even maybe find a sponsor. Um, go to go start going to meetings. You know, if, if, if when you get off work, you tend to go to the gas station, go pull into a meeting instead mm. and do that every day. And it's going to be hard. It's not going to be easy, No, it's but be hard. you need, like Ranger said, you need to replace it. And if, if, if it's not going to get a LaCroix or something from the gas station, go pull into a meeting and sit in a meeting and admit it, admit you're already saying you, you, you know, you think you need a little bit of help. So I would, Go to some kind of meeting. Try to find a sponsor. Call your wife on your if you're married now. Call your wife on your way home and say, "Babe, I'm really wanting to stop." Have her yeah. try to convince you to come straight home. Don't have any alcohol in your house. Don't buy wine or beer or anything yep. in your in your home because it's just like sugary food or snacks. If it's there, you're gonna drink it. Mm -hmm. so, so tell all of your friends. Say, "Hey guys, I gotta tell y'all something." Shoot them a text. Shoot them a group text. Say, "I gotta tell y'all something." I'm getting married, and I'm trying to make the best of my life as y'all probably know my parents are alcoholics mm -hmm. and they're jerks and guess what i don't want to become that so i'm taking a step and this sounds crazy and you guys might think i'm an idiot but i'm going to stop drinking 
I'm and still going to hang out. I'm still going to be with y'all. But please challenge me. Watch me. Challenge me to to say, hey, dude, don't don't touch that. Yeah. And then I'll take on that challenge. But you guys all help me. Don't encourage me to drink with yeah. you. That's, and if they do that, you need new friends. You do, yeah. <laughs> take a break from those friends. But yeah. your friends should be like, absolutely, bro. We got you. We'll be looking after you. You're the new designated driver. Yeah, yeah. You'd be the new. Actually, well, you shouldn't even be going to bars if you if you can't be around it. I would just not go anywhere near it. If you like to pound them on the weekends, don't buy it. Don't go to bars. You just have. It's one of those things you have to stop cold turkey. And I'm gonna go back to. We're gonna lead everything back to the to the Lord and the Word. You can't do this alone. Mm-hmm. You can't. We can't fight any battles alone. Especially this, because it's in your blood. It's in your. And you know, it's. The lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, the pride of life. You know, we we want things to satisfy us, and we have to replace those things, those addictions, with the Lord. Yeah. So. Appreciate you, man. I won't read your name on here, yeah. but uh, thanks for writing it. And I know your story just got heard by a lot of people on this podcast that are probably going through something similar at Yee Yee Nation. So thanks for writing. Thanks for being the, the, the brave one, man. Thanks for being brave enough to bring this up because you're no less of a man for not having a beer. Yeah. And this world wants to tell you, you ain't a man unless you could sit around and have a beer with Mm -hmm. your buddies. That's not true. That is a lie. Thank you for being a big enough of a man to admit that and say, I don't care what the world says. Mm -hmm. I don't care what the world tells me that I need to be a man. I'm going to email this podcast and say, how do I fix it? That's a man of integrity. Yeah, I love that. And, and please email us back because I know you're probably married now. I would love to hear if you've made changes since you wrote this email and, and how it's going for you. So, All right, we have back to the drawing board. We have what should I do? Dating as an adult. I need some advice. Podcast question. Mental health. Question for podcast. I think. We have time for a couple more questions. Okay. Dating as an adult. Roger that. Hey, Granger and guest. Hey. Hang on a second. I'm, I read this one last week. Okay, never mind. Just kidding. Okay. Thank you. Chad <laughs> answered that one last podcast. <laughs> okay. One day I'm going to get a producer for this to help mm-hmm. me. Okay. You call it. Mental health? Mental health. Okay. Coming up right now. It says, hey, Granger, Louise from Kent in the UK here. Been a fan of yours for years and loving the new album. I can't wait till you come over the pond and see us. How do you say Luis in British? What does it look like? Louise. Louise? It's Louise, right? Louise. 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 Like with a Z. Yeah. Louise. Because, like, you know, if it was Hispanic, it'd be Louise. Yeah. Okay. That's L U I S. My bad. See, that's why I have her. She helps me. <laughs> so, Louise says. I was wondering if you give, could give me any tips on mental health in the current climate. We had two national lockdowns in the UK, and we had been put on Tier 4, which is the highest level of regional restrictions, meaning we had to spend Christmas and New Year's alone, and we couldn't see any friends or families for that whole period. It's been a long time, and I still haven't recovered. Currently feeling like... Everything is on top of us and feeling, feeling very overwhelmed. At the same time, I feel very guilty for even feeling like this because I have an amazing husband who I live with, and I know that there are a lot of people completely alone and have dealt with many worse things in their life. And how this suffering can't compare to those people 
and what you guys have gone through. I'm in constant awe of your attitude to life and how you and Amber face your demons and any obstacles in life with such determination and strength. Please let me know how we could feed off of this and make the best of our current situation. Hugs to all of you and your family. Thank you, Louise. So when was that? December. Oh, gosh. So are, they're probably still not in lockdown anymore, right? Yeah, but we can still speak to it. Yeah. Um, let's, let's speak to this for Louise. Let's speak to... She says at the end... How can we feed off of this? She says, you guys have learned how to face your demons and obstacles with determination and strength. How could we feed off of this and to make, the, make the best of the current situation? We're threading the needle. Oh, just we threading are, yeah. all these emails. And, and we're going to go back to stay present. Stay present. And I think, I think I'm just validating your feelings here, I think, I think it's totally normal. You're human. Any, this whole pandemic thing really took a toll on people's mental health and don't feel bad about that. Um, that is natural. Um, and we could say that as Texans, we didn't experience what you did in the, in the UK. Yeah. So you had it a lot worse. Yeah. And that would make any, any human kind of lose it a little bit. But one word that came to my mind when you were reading that is, is how to flip that is just gratefulness. Mm. Um, if you're living your life every day in gratitude of something, even the smallest thing, I mean, the, just waking up in the morning, you know, or having your husband mm. there and you already did say, at so the here's end. what we could do. And this is perfect that you said that because this is how we, you said at the same time, I feel very guilty for feeling like this because I have an amazing husband who I live with. And I know that there are a lot of people completely alone. So flip your guilt into gratitude. Yeah. Yeah. And I've never thought about that. I've never thought of that term until you started saying that you should have gratitude, but she feels guilt. So you could change your guilt for gratitude. So watch this. So watch this. Let me read this paragraph and change the one word. Currently feeling like everyone is getting on top of us and I'm feeling very overwhelmed and it seems like there's no end in sight to all of this madness. At the same time, I feel very grateful that I have an amazing husband who I live with, and I know there are a lot of people completely alone and have dealt with worse things. Mm-hmm. That changes the whole feeling yeah. of the entire email yeah. by changing guilt to gratitude, gratefulness instead of guilt. It takes the same amount. It takes a lot more energy probably to, to, to enact guilt. So stop saying you feel guilty for being having an amazing husband. Stop saying that. Mm-hmm. Say you feel grateful. Yeah. And that just the change in that word is going to change your attitude and your mind. And you're, then you answer your entire question and go, how do I get through this? Oh, with my amazing husband next to me mm-hmm. living one day at a time. Yeah. And loving and, him, knowing that there's people like Ethan that don't have anybody. Mm-hmm. And, and it sounds cheesy, but start writing down three things that you're grateful for mm-hmm. every day. You're like, Oh my gosh, we have, you're probably not living in that lockdown anymore, but if it ever goes back to that or something, wake up and say, okay, I can't change this. I'm going to be grateful for what I have through it. Write down three things that you're grateful for tomorrow, write down three more and go back and read them. And it really is a renewing of your mind. And sometimes it is a choice. A lot of times it's a choice, you know, that you have to just say, I'm not going to feel this way. I'm going to focus on the good, be in the present moment. And that will, will begin to flip kind of your attitude about that situation. So here's the thing, Louise, go to your mirror in your bathroom 
and get a dry erase marker and I want you to write gratefulness is better than guilt and make the, you know, the alligator sign. <laughs> greater than symbol. <laughs> yeah, that's what it's called. Greater than symbol. Gratefulness, greater than symbol, guilt. Yeah. And just live by that right now. Okay. And then go in there and drop everything, drop your cell phone, drop your computer, put everything down and go grab your husband around the neck and just squeeze him and say, I'm so grateful for you. Yeah. There you go, Louise. We have time. Yeah, we got, let's do, let's talk out one more. Okay. And then we'll give everybody a break. Thank you for listening, everybody. I know we got some over the road truckers listening. Okay. Love you guys. Love y'all for listening, man. Um, so many people listening on their commutes and so many people listening while they're working from home or, or uh, a lot of people on the tractor listening to this podcast. Just, I feel guilty that so many people are listening to this podcast. I feel guilty because there's other better podcasts out there and I feel guilty that you're listening to this one. Just kidding. I feel grateful that you're listening to this podcast. I feel so grateful. Okay. What should I do? Okay. I need some advice. Podcast question, question for podcast, podcast question. Uh, That's how the last that three go. Really... That's how the last three go. Now, if, when Chad's with me or Bernie, mm-hmm. both of those guys will like, they like to pick the boring titles just to make sure people don't just try to create interesting titles to right. get clicked on. I'm just going to say number four. I don't even remember what that one was. You got it. Okay. Number four says, How do you suggest finding someone to marry that is a Christian in a culture that tells us just to hook up and not care who it is? I live in a small town with not many Christian guys my age at my church. I'm 25 years old. I feel discouraged, and I've had a few failed relationships. I know it was because they were not believers. I know God doesn't promise us love or marriage, just like Ethan but I have always longed to find it. Maybe he's called me to be single too. Maybe I have a flaw. Thank you for your input on this. I love your family. It this does not have a name, so I'm not going to read it. I'm not going to read the name in the email. Um, thank you. Um, it's a legit question, and it's similar to Ethan. That's why I threw his name yes. in here. We're, we're, we have threaded this entire podcast with questions, not intentionally, that kind of all relate to each other. Mm-hmm. I want to, before we get into it, though, okay. I want to knock out one thing. I was going to say the same thing, probably. What? Are you talking about flaws? Yeah. Okay. What, yeah. that we all have flaws? Yeah. That's where I was going. Yeah. 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 Um, you said you, you said maybe I have a, maybe a flaw. Yeah. And, and I want to say another thing. I don't think you're called to singleness. This is a she, by the way. I don't think you're called to singleness. You're 25. You're 25. Mm-hmm. It's... It's too early to call that. Yeah. <laughs> Get back to me when you're 60 and single and we'll call you that you're called to singleness. But no, I don't. Um, uh, I do not think that that's the case. You're 25. You're, you're 10 years older than Ethan, but it's the same situation. Yeah. I want to go to where you said in a culture that tells us just to hook up and not care. Well, you know, as a Christian, we are not meant to follow the culture. We are meant to not be of this world. Um, we are called to die to ourselves every day. And so you already know that in your heart. So that should, that shouldn't be, you shouldn't even listen to that, to what the world is telling you to do, because you already know who to look to. You look to your father to tell you what to do, your heavenly father. Um, 
I know it can be hard if you live in a small town and there's not many Christian guys your age. Um, I think just continuing to be patient in the waiting and and praying, obviously still praying for for somebody. You know, we're asked, we're called to to pray, um, and just be patient in that waiting. That he's he maybe he's preparing you for that man coming. To, maybe maybe that man's not ready yet. Maybe he's 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 growing you in some way. Just be patient in that waiting, mm-hmm. and, and and don't give up. You yeah, know, instead you're of feeling instead yeah. of feeling discouraged, I'm going to encourage you. Feel encouraged that you're still 25 and you haven't gotten into a bad relationship that's going to lead to a divorce. Right? There's something to be grateful for in that. There's something to be encouraged, thinking, I still have a clean slate. Mm-hmm. I'm 25, which is still very young. You're still very young. And you have a clean slate. Like how many people get to 30 and they go, man, I've been married eight years and I'm not happy or she's not happy. This Mm -hmm. is not working. And you don't have any of those burdens right now. So you have a clean slate and you know what you're looking for. So you have a lot going for you. Um, Yeah, you know what you want. You know what you're looking for. It kind of sounds like that's a deal breaker for you. Just Um, trust. Yeah. Trust. You, You say... You say that you're a Christian, you're looking for another Christian, just trust in God. You don't think he's big enough to get a guy into your small town? Mm-hmm. You don't think God is big enough to get you a guy in your town? Or, then your God is too small. Or God will get you out of your town. Or God will get you get out you of that town. Get you into a new town. And, and be open to that. Pray for any opportunities that may come your way. And be obedient to those. If If God is calling you somewhere to travel or... To speak to somebody out of your comfort zone, be open to that. To go to a Granger Smith concert. Yeah. I have so many people go to my concerts by themselves. Yeah. And they have met people and become friends. Mm-hmm. So, and we've seen this, but like in, in Iowa, remember there's the get, big get together yeah. in Iowa where there was probably like eight or nine people from Yee Nation that flew in from all over the country and all met in Iowa, and that's also happened in Texas, happened in Dallas one yeah. time. So people will fly in and meet each other, and it's an amazing thing to to think that these people came, started coming to concerts, a lot of them by themselves, yeah. and then went to the front row and noticed that the person next to them was singing the, their favorite song and had on the shirt that they were wearing, and they're like, hey, did we just become best friends? Yeah. And, and then they end up getting married. We and get, then we get... we've had so <laughs> many people say they got engaged. They met at my show. Yep. They got engaged at my show. And then they come with holding a baby. Yeah. It's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's a really good family. Yeah. Are you so, family? yeah, hang in there. Um, a lot of these emails were, were similar. I hope if your email didn't get answered this time, go ahead and send one at GrangerSmith at podcast at gmail.com. But don't. Send me an, another one of the same ones, yeah. right? Yeah. Because that's not going to help your cause. But also, I just hope that some of these emails could have related to you also. And I hope you could apply some of these and change up some of the words and change some of the names and the time frames. And it could also apply to your life. Thank you, Amber, for being here. Thanks for having me back. I love being I'll here. I'll see you later tonight. Okay. I'll see you in about five minutes. I'm going to read the ads for this podcast right now. And then I have Ant-Man coming over. He's going to meet here at five at the farm. Okay. We have something really special we're shooting with Earl Dibbles Jr. at 5 o'clock. Okay. So if you made it all the way to the end of this podcast, you just found a tiny nugget. And let me tell you, I'll give you the clue. You listened all the way through. You deserve to get a clue. 
Ant-Man's coming over here, and Brian Kimball, our videographer at Yigi Pearl, we're going to go out there with Earl Dibbles Jr., and we're going to film something. And it involves with Earl and an antenna. Mm. It's really exciting. Yep. And you will find out, if you're listening to this podcast on Monday morning when it's going down, you're going to find out exactly what I'm talking about Wednesday the 23rd. Love you guys. Yee yee. Bye. Thanks for joining me on the Granger Smith Podcast. I appreciate all of you guys. You could help me out by rating this podcast on iTunes. If you're on YouTube, subscribe to this channel. Hit that little like button and notifications bell so that you never miss any time I upload a video. If you have a question for me that you would like me to answer, email grangersmithpodcast at gmail.com. Yee yee.